A quick warning, this show deals with adult themes. Welcome to Modern Babies. I'm Jess and this is a podcast about starting a family when falling pregnant naturally isn't quite as easy as it's been talked up to be. You can book a free fertility assessment at jenea.com.au and you can also catch up on past episodes of Modern Babies about specific fertility issues there. But today we're talking about period pain. And in all honesty, pain is a bit of an understatement. Endometriosis, or endo, is a condition that affects 1 in 10 women in Australia. Basically, what happens with endo is that the tissues that normally line your uterus, the endometrium, grow in abnormal places around your pelvis and sometimes in other parts of your body. So when it's really severe, it can actually distort your ovaries and fallopian tubes and cause the body to resist or reject foreign material like sperm. So not exactly the perfect environment for making a baby. And on average, it takes eight and a half years for a woman to even be diagnosed with the disease, which is why Kirsty didn't realise that she had it until she was in her 30s. My name's Kirsty McRae and I'm 35. I found out late in the piece actually that I had endo. I'd been on the pill for a long time, which masks the symptoms of endometriosis and mostly polycystic as well, or it did for me. Um, so I'd never really was that aware of it being an issue. And after coming off the pill, it was, gosh, I think two months and we were pregnant with Evie. It was really, really quick. In terms of the pregnancy with her, everything was really normal. Birth-wise, she was fine as well. So we never really had any indication there was an issue. But always been someone who was prone to having uh, cramps and menstrual sort of pain. You never really know how bad it is compared to anyone else. But for me, it was pretty bad. The first day or two, I couldn't do much. I could always tell when I was ovulating. I had pain then as well, just internal cramping. But when we came off the pill to start trying again the second time, the pain was there all the time and it was horrible. It was like being stabbed it hurt to go to the bathroom, it hurt to move, it hurt to sit, it hurt to lay down. And sometimes it just felt like my insides would seize, like someone was grabbing and squeezing them and I just couldn't move. I just have to hold on to something till it eased and passed. It was pretty, pretty debilitating. <laughs> Todd drove me to our, just our local GP who I have a, a doctor who's fantastic and went in there and they took me straight in and laid me down because I could barely stand. She checked me over and then they actually admitted me more so for pain relief than anything else to the local hospital, at which point she recommended that I go and see my obstetrician, who's also a gyno. And yeah, he straight off said, it sounds like endo, I'm going to get you in and have a look. Now I'm going to jump in here and explain that by have a look, Kirsty's doctor meant she should come in for a laparoscopy or keyhole surgery. While women who have endometriosis in their ovaries can be diagnosed through an ultrasound, a laparoscopy is usually the only way to definitively diagnose the disease. And in many cases, the endometriosis can be completely removed during this surgery. After Kirsty's surgery, her doctor showed her photos and she was staggered. He was explaining to me and showing me comparisons. He's saying, this is what this area should look like. This is what yours looks like. And it was just looking at a mess. It was yeah, red, awful. <laughs> it just looked gross, swollen, horrible, the wrong colour, the wrong size. What he did say for me at that point, which I found really comforting, was that he said, your ovaries, your uterus, they all seem great. It's more so just that pain, you know, obviously, you know, sex was painful, everything was hurting. I was so uncomfortable all the time. So the idea of trying to conceive was off the table. He recommended having the marina inserted for at least three months to try and keep things settled and just give my body time 
to recover from having an all removed and everything and then basically said to me, when that comes out, you need to go at it like rabbits for lack of a better explanation and say, he said, you need to fall straight away because this is just going to come back and develop quite quickly to that level again. We had it out. We started trying again within a month. I was in the same sort of amount of pain again. And we just really, honestly, for lack of a better word, tried to push through. You know, it was six months and it just got to the point where logistically we just, I could not have sex. It was too painful. I ended up quite depressed from it because it just wasn't a good quality of life, you know, and yet it's this thing that people go, oh, you know, it's just period pain or, you know, it's just get over it. It's just a woman's problem kind of thing. And it's really, it's really not. It's awful. You know, I worked with a girl once and I openly admit having not known anything about endo at the time, it was just something I'd heard of. You know, and she'd come into work and be, you know, I'm in so much pain, I can't move. And I just honestly thought, oh, she's just being lazy, you know, suck it up. It's it's just period pain, get on with it. Honestly, going through that that year, I thought about her several times and I was like, I wish I, still, I could get in contact with her and go back and apologise. Like with Kirsty and her colleague, endometriosis is often misunderstood or misdiagnosed as normal period pain or women's issues. But while the symptoms can vary from woman to woman, the disease can have a huge impact on someone's life and on their fertility, as Kirsty was discovering herself. Up until being diagnosed with it, I just had no idea the level of how much it can debilitate you, your pain, you know, obviously your hormones are going to be out of whack because that's the area it's in. And just the effect it has on your life and your family, you know. For me, I was like, I didn't, I didn't even want to be touched. I was like, I hate my body right now. I hate everything that's going on. And I really pulled away from Todd. I remember at one point having a discussion and I started crying. And like, you know, what are you crying for now? Which God love him. You know, he was riding an emotional roller coaster with me. And I said to him, I can't remember the last time we hugged. That impact is huge. I mean, we're, we actually got to a, a point where we were like, do we even want to keep doing this you know do we want to not have kids do we want to be together you know it actually came to that point for us because it put that much pressure on our relationship we'd come back from a a family holiday where we barely spoke to each other for three weeks because we're both just in a really bad place from that and I went in said I'm at the point where I just think I just want to have a hysterectomy get everything out I'm you know I don't even want to have kids anymore it's wrecking my marriage and I was just I was a mess hormonally and emotionally and I think I was just physically burnt out as well from the pain, you know. He said to me, now, look, let's calm down. Let's look at some options first before you go down any sort of dramatic road. I think you really do want kids. You just, you know, you're just over it, which is understandable. He was, he's a fantastic doctor. So at this point, Kirsty's doctor recommended her to a fertility specialist. Based on her history, her age and her condition, the specialist recommended IVF. We had an appointment with our nurse, Joe, who's just amazing. And, you know, she went through everything with us. They even give you a demonstration of how to inject because that, for me, was pretty nerve-wracking. I'm not great with needles anyway, but doing it to yourself is different. It's so foolproof, I guess, which, again, takes that anxiety out of it. That process of having the follicles removed, you're awake through it. It's obviously you're sedated and, and have a, um, a local anaesthetic, but you're awake through it so I could hear them talking. Joe was by my side the whole time you know, sort of coaxing me on, you're doing well, this is what's happening. For me, that is amazing. Having that someone standing right next to you that you've already built this rapport with, you know, telling me you're doing well, this is what's happening, it's going great, we're almost done. We could have opted to then go straight in and have the embryo put straight in, but we did opt to wait. So we waited, yeah, for my my next cycle to start and 
you know, that five-day sort of point we went in and had the embryo put in, which is just funny. It's like a cup of coffee. You just go in there and feed up in the stirrups and they showed me the embryo on the screen and said, this is this is your embryo, this is what's going in. And, and it's just a picture on a screen of a blob, really. I didn't know what it was, but that hit me quite emotionally. I was like, oh, hello, <laughs> there you are. Like it was, a, it was a nice connection for me. And and it's moving on the screen. It's obviously under a microscope, but it was moving on the screen towards me. And so Joe was saying, look, it wants to get to its mummy. And, and that made it just... Oh, I can't even, it makes me goosebumpy now. Like it was a really cool, oh, this is it. This is, this is when the baby's going in. So it was, it was a, that point for me was such an emotional connection. It was awesome. And then it's, you know, it's like, bang, it's in. It's just, you know, Todd and Evie were waiting in the waiting room. Like it was nothing, you know. Pregnancy, I think is the best for endometriosis because it just doesn't happen. You know, you're not going through that hormonal cycle. It's all on hold. So for me, that was like that kind of pain stopped altogether. Um, I had other pain and other yes, things that went on during the pregnancy, but in terms of the endometriosis symptoms, it's it's like it just goes. It's like a click of the fingers. For me, you know, I had no symptoms, so it's great. Luckily for Kirsty, the pill masks her symptoms, so she's now living pain-free with Todd, Evie and baby Cody, who I got to have a little cuddle with after this interview, and he is pretty special. One round of IVF helped Kirsty to conceive, but what happens when you find out you've got the disease and you're not ready to start a family? Syl Friedman is the co-founder of non-profit advocacy group Endoactive. She was diagnosed with endometriosis at 21 and had no idea how it would impact the rest of her life. When I was in my doctor's rooms before I had my first surgery for endo, one of the first things he told me was there's a chance that, you know, you'll never be able to either get pregnant or carry a baby to full term. It can, endometriosis can really affect your fertility. And at 21, like, I was in no position to start having children, obviously, then. I was, like, broke uni student, <laughs> single. I was terrified because I knew, or I've always known that I've family is really important to me and, of course, I want to have kids. So to hear that, oh, maybe you'll be infertile, was absolutely devastating. I felt very out of control. I felt like endo was really ruining my life and it was making all the decisions for me. I didn't have, like, I wasn't able to really work or go to uni or there was just always things that I was having to cancel or pull out of. And the future was, like, very uncertain in terms of, like, fertility or will I be well enough to, like, ever move out of home or go travelling again or get a job, um, which I can go to every day. And it was all very depressing. Sylvia became pretty consumed with the threat of infertility and found she started having conversations with her mum about whether she should just get pregnant, believing that was a cure for her endometriosis. It's not a cure, by the way, but it can put your symptoms on hold like we heard with Kirsty. Anyway, feeling far too young for pregnancy, Sylvia asked her specialist for a bit of information on egg freezing. I left that appointment like 99% sure that I was going to go ahead and do it. Although I was, I knew that egg freezing wasn't like a sure insurance plan, like you will definitely be able to get pregnant with those eggs. I knew that it's just like a backup almost. It, it made me feel better, like I could relax a bit. I went to that first appointment with a notepad and pen and I wrote down sort of everything and then we went home and made a list of pros and cons just so I could like weigh up whether this was something that I wanted to go ahead with. I think I was worried emotionally about having that kind of lack of support or like going into my appointments and seeing couples everywhere and just being like constantly reminded that you're doing this by yourself. 
And although that's what I was worried about at first, I found actually that the whole process was empowering for me because it was something that I did on my own and I did it to help myself. So after two laparoscopy surgeries to clean out her endometriosis, at the age of 23, Sylvia chose to have ovarian stimulation and egg freezing as an option for her future. The whole experience has led Sylvia and her mother to form Endoactive, a not-for-profit patient advocacy group that raises awareness about the disease and helps women to understand what endo might actually mean for them. If you are experiencing anything like excruciatingly painful periods, um, migraines, I think, at the t- um, around your period, um, heavy bleeding or breakthrough bleeding or spotting, um, digestive disorders or chronic pelvic pain um, and also nausea and heavy fatigue. Those things are not normal and I think sometimes if you've been living with them for long enough you begin to think that they are normal but they're not. If you are experiencing any of those symptoms it's really important to insist that you get it checked out and insist that you see a specialist. You can get more information about Sylvia's organisation at endoactive.org.au or by searching Endoactive on Facebook. If your period pain is making day-to-day life a struggle, go and see your doctor. Or if you have endometriosis and you'd like to speak with a doctor about your fertility, contact Jenea's fertility advisor to find one that specialises in endo by visiting jenea.com.au slash podcast. You'll also find past episodes of Modern Babies and I'd recommend listening to our interview with Dr. Jeff Reed from last season who explained the science behind endometriosis and its treatment options. Next week, we'll be looking into egg freezing in a little more detail and hearing one woman's story about why she decided to freeze her eggs and what the process was like. 